Miller Lite, the official beer partner of your Philadelphia Phillies, is proud to serve as presenting sponsor of WIP's High Hopes Pod. So whether you're listening to the game, catching up on the latest High Hopes Pod, or at the ballpark, remember it tastes like Miller time, Phillies fans. Celebrate responsibly. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds. Well, without the computers. Talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yellies! Clintech! Clintech! It is a, an emergency High Hopes Podcast. James Seltzer is in the hospital with his kid being selfish once again. You know, he's once again, James, during the most important part of the season... Does not have the clutch genes, um, but he did pass on, I think, good genes to his daughter. So I had to enlist the help of my host on the WF Evening Show. I think that's a way to say it. Yeah, sure. So it's a it's an emergency podcast. Joe Giglio is here with me talking about Andrew McCutcheon. Joe, what are your thoughts? I like the deal, Jack, uh, and I'm here. I'm not in the hospital. I'm not with a kid. I'm not with the baby. Yeah, someone's got to be committed to Listen, the podcast. No, I, again, happy for James and, and his family. <laughs> but, uh, no, I like the deal. McCutcheon's still a good player. He's not what he was four or five years ago when he won the MVP in, what, 2013, but he's still a good player. And here's the way I'll look at it, and this won't surprise anyone who <laughs> knows how much of a fan of Carlos Santana I am. This is the replacement for Santana's offense. He walks. He hits about 20, 25 home runs. And the Phillies have effectively now replaced J.P. Crawford with Gene Segura, which is an upgrade, and they've replaced McCutcheon, who's a better all-around player, but same kind of offensive player as Santana, and moved Reese to first base. So it's it's just a good move. Three even, years is a good move. Even if they don't get, and I think they're going to get Machado or Harper. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's going to happen. I, I I'm not too worried about that. There's been a lot of people being freaking out. Like, are they going to get these guys? Like, uh, listen. First point number one. Point number one is that getting Andrew McCutcheon does not take them out of the Bryce Harper sweepstakes at all. Just like Gene Segura didn't take them out of Machado. They, they still have third base, and, I mean, they can open up an outfield spot for Harper if they want to. And, well, McCutcheon can play left field. Yeah. Like, he's going to be the left field, and hopefully Harper's in right field. So the, the this deal has nothing to do with, with Harper or Machado. And actually, the way they the way they worded it, or way, the way these sources kind of worded it, I thought it was weird. So they came out, and they said they preferred uh, McCutcheon because he's a righty instead of Brantley, who's a lefty, and they mentioned the durability thing. But they went with a lesser player because he wasn't a left-handed bat. And if they add in Machado, it's another righty. They're uh, very righty if they get Machado. Very, it just leads me to believe that that Harper is that that missing kind of piece. And I think they view it that way as well. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you and I both have been uh, Harper over Machado in this. The Phillies, though, it's up in the air. Depending on who you look at and who you read, the national guys keep saying Harper. The, the local guys, at least Jim Salisbury of NBC Sports Philadelphia, says um, Machado. Here's the thing. You and I talked about this on the show a lot. I still thought throughout this whole process that even if they got Harper, they were one bat short. Now, they're do, they've done it in the opposite way. They've gotten the other bat first, not the big bat. But even if they got Machado or Harper, I kept, we made their lineup out a couple weeks ago. Even with Segura, it was like, mm, it's one guy short. McCutcheon might be that guy. Yeah, yeah. So let me do a, you love player A, player B. Oh, it's my favorite. Let me give you a player A, player B. All right. Player A, 255, 368, 424. Okay. Player B, 229-352-414. Who is that? Uh, B is definitely Carlos Santana. I've, seen, I've sl- stared at those stats enough to know it. <laughs> and who's player A? It's probably McCutcheon. It's McCutcheon. It's so similar. You're, so you're adding you're adding more a better average. You're adding uh, a similar OBP. But with the Yankees last year, his OBP was over 400. Yeah. He, he walked last year for the first time 
like over 90 times. He never did that before. So I think as he gets older, he's becoming more selective. He doesn't swing at bad pitches anymore. And here I think he'll, he'll hit 15 to 20 homers still. Oh, yeah. He yeah. hit 20 last year, and he yeah. played some of the year in San Francisco. Which, which is horrible. 20 homers last year in in between San Fran and New York. I, I would expect him to hit 20 home runs-ish here. Um, again, now McCutcheon's not the same kind of player he was. I mean, obviously he's not the MVP candidate, but I will say he's not completely washed. I mean, it, if you're going to get a guy that hits 20 homers, gets on base, plays a solid defense, I mean, if you can, let's say they move Nick Williams, mm-hmm. they have Oduble in center, whatever, and well, Harper hopefully in right field, McCutcheon in left, that's a pretty good outfield defense. Yeah, I always think guys that were stars in center field, they could always move to the corner and be good. Like Curtis yeah. Granderson did it for a long time. He was a good right fielder for the Mets. That it kind of reminds me of that team. Remember the Mets signed Curtis Granderson, and they yeah, and it was more money though. It was. It was like yeah, it was a little bit more money. And he still had way more power, I think. So, but it was like a, a guy that used to be a, a star, and then he's off that a little bit. But three, four year deal, I think it's good, and uh, I, I think he'll hit twenty home runs here. This park plays well to righties. Yeah, he'll hit twenty. Home and runs. I, and I will say, I know you're not big on this because you're into the analytics. Oh boy. <laughs> But I do think that from a uh, from a culture standpoint, you can you can't really do much better than adding in Andrew McCutcheon. And this is a Phillies clubhouse. Whether we heard through people we know who are down there, mm-hmm. um, it was a dead clubhouse. Like it was a clubhouse that wasn't the most fun to be around. And obviously they have fun young players, but it was more of a divided locker room. Yep. And this move to me, it kind of feels like Beltron going to the Astros, it's even good, though it's a good one. Beltron was older and not as effective. Um, McCutcheon will bring a level of energy, a level of excitement, um, a level of professionalism to a locker room that even with Reese Hoskins, who I think is one of the most professional young athletes I can ever remember, um, it just it it raises a level of accountability um, to a to a young team that isn't hasn't really been that moment. Yeah, and I think it takes some pressure off of Reese. I mean, Reese always had to be the spokesperson last year when things went good, things went bad. He was always the one that talked. Look, they don't have Machado or Harper. As we record this, so as of right now, this club is still it's still Reese Hoskins' club. At least this guy will stand up and be accountable. And Jack, I'll add this because I I do think that you're correct on the uh, the leadership thing. Even though I, I'm more excited he gets on base. <laughs> no, I know you're but, right. But there, but there, there's something to culture yeah. mattering. And I think for this, like with McCutcheon, it's a three year deal. Like we're talking about 2019 right now. But by the end of this deal, either Moniac and or Hazley will be here. Maybe if they don't trade him away. But they have young outfielders in the pipeline. Is what I'm getting at. What better guy to learn from than Andrew McCutcheon? Like, this guy was the top prospect, the first-round pick that became an MVP, and uh, I, I think it's it's great from that perspective, too. Now, it is an overpay. I mean... Yeah, though, 15 a year, you think it's an overpay? He's still a good player. He's a good player. I don't know if he's... Like, I would rather have had Brantley if I was looking for pure hitter, because I think, I think Brantley's... I think Brantley's going to be better for the next three years, just pure hitting-wise. If he stays healthy. If he stays healthy. McCutcheon is durable. Yep. All that fun stuff. Um... It's a three-year deal, fifty between forty-five and fifty million. No one really knows yet. With an option for the fourth year, I don't think they pick up that option. Um, I wonder if it's a buyout. I wonder if it's like the five is it's like three fifteen a year, three forty-five, and then the buyout's five million. Yeah. That could make some sense. And I I don't totally hate it. They have stupid money, like we've said. So they want to spend it. Doesn't hurt at all. Um, if he, if what what is considered a success in this McCutcheon deal? Is it? Is it five? Is it three years of batting two fifty with a three fifty some OBP? I would take that fifteen homers a year, yeah, and good outfield defense. Yeah, assuming he doesn't break down in his defense craters because that would be bad. Because what are you going to do? Just, with I him? can't see that really happening. No, I, I think it'll be fine. Um, so I saw a tweet. I forget who it was, but one of the uh, baseball insiders out in Vegas today said he was looking for. Oh, it was Jeff Passan, I think. Uh, McCutcheon apparently his agent was looking for five eighty, which is what Lorenzo Cain got last year. Mm. 
So if that's what he was looking for, and they got him for three fifty, um, they're paying. I guess they're overpaying per year just based on that. But I still think there's good baseball left in him. And it's funny because two years ago, it looked like he was going to fall faster because he fell really fast from MVP to where he is now. But he hasn't. He hasn't keep falling. Like he's kind of leveled off. Right. But he's good. He is good. Um, so yeah, I, I I do think it's a good move. I think it's an important move culture wise. Um, defense wise, it'll make the defense way better. And again, like if they don't add, if they don't add anyone else this offseason, the team is already four wins better, probably yeah. five wins better, no matter what. I think when the they bull- added Segura, the, I think Clintax said in his press conference, like this just makes us three or four wins better, just on Segura based on what they had at shortstop last year. And if you're factoring Hoskins out of left, yeah, moving him back to first. Now this have, makes them a couple wins better in whatever outfield spot he goes to. Now you 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 think Hap's probably the next domino to fall, a pitcher, and it feels like. I, I really don't want want Dallas Keuchel at all. But is it worth is it worth getting Keuchel and Britain just to bring us Harper to have the Boris family there? Is it really worth that? It's hard Brit- to say no. Britain's probably worth it. I think Britain's worth it. Ah, uh, maybe. Maybe. I know you don't love him as much as I do. Um, Keuchel's probably not. Keuchel's definitely not worth it. I would rather have, I would rather have Hap on a two year deal than Keuchel on a f- whatever he's going to get four year deal. Yeah, I would too. Like Hap, Hap for the next two years, I think is a guy that's going to make every start. Have an ERA in the three two to three six range, and and his his strikeout per nine is like in the tens. It goes up now every single year. He, he gets older. He's still throwing ninety three. Uh, he's still really good. I, I still like Jay. I wonder. Yeah, it, by the time this goes up, by the time people listen to this one, the, the next domino might fall for the Phillies. But I, I and really, Reese Hoskins just put the popcorn eating gif up. Did he three hours after the McCutcheon deal? Like, come on, man, something might be happening. Like, if you're if you're Reese Hoskins, right? And you're liking tweets of an hour ago about Buster Olney's lineup. With with Harper in it. Yeah, that was more than two hours ago. Um, why are you just putting that out three hours after the McCutcheon deal? Because he's he's downloading the latest high hopes and he's yeah, waiting well, for this one. That's a fact. Um, Reese I, is a big fan. I, I wonder what the next move is going to be, a free agent pitcher for the Phillies or a trade. Because we're getting to the point now, they're keeping their options open, Jack, but they have too many players. They're going to have too many players soon. Like They still have Cesar Hernandez here. I guess he's staying. They still have Michael Franco With a broken here. foot. That came out yesterday, right. which makes sense, too, because remember how slow he looked? He's a better player than he showed. Yeah, he half. batted 228 in the second yeah. half. He was basically, he was like Oduble, like Oduble's swoon, except it was Cesar. Yeah. We never saw that before. He's better than he was in the second half. We know that. Um, but they have, just, they have too many players. They're starting to have too many players. Like At some point... They can't have a roster that has Nick Williams and Oduble and Michael and Cesar and still play Scott Kingry. Like, if they sign one of these big players, they have to make a trade. I wonder if they're going to use the players they have here for pitching. And that might be whatever. So, f- for some reason, Sixto Sanchez started getting dangled out today. Apparently, in, in multiple deals, they've like talked about his name. Which, which is which is a change of course yeah. for them. And this this speaks to what you have I, what you you and I have talked about before. Is it feels like they're Kind of pushing their chips in as if they're going to go try to win next the year. World Series next year. Yeah, you don't trade Sixto Sanchez unless you're getting back a a top top flight player, whether it's a real Muto. Who I look, if I'm being honest, I don't want to put Sixto Sanchez in a JT Real Muto trade. He only has two years left, and catcher's age in dog years. He's going to be a, he's going to be a first baseman in three years, yeah. right? You would think. Um, and I think I think Real Muto is amazing. I think he's a he's probably the best catcher in baseball. Yep. But is it really worth it? Like, why wouldn't you just have Alfaro and trade for Francisco Francisco Cervelli? That takes care of catcher because they want to win the World Series next year. <laughs> I know it's just it's just crazy to me that they're actually dangling Sixto. Could it be a Kluber deal? Would you put Sixto in a Kluber deal? I'd rather do Kluber because you get him I would for rather three do years, too. and he's just better. Like Corey Kluber is better at what he does than what um, like he's more impactful than than, than getting a catcher. I, if you trade Sixto, you better get something really good back. And 
It better well, the not. The fact that they've, they've held him out of other deals. I know. It signals to me that there's something big. I wonder here. if there's someone we're not thinking about. Like uh, there has to be. We know the names that are out there. Real Muto's out there. Kluber's out there. The Bumgarner thing has been out there for a little while. I wonder if there's a player that you and I aren't thinking of because he was involved in the Edwin uh, Diaz talks, right? But Edwin yeah, Diaz the- is four years left. I wonder if there's a young player that we're not thinking of that might be available. Syndergaard. There's three years left. That fits. But I don't think the Mets trade him with division. Yeah, I don't agree. And the Mets want to try to win next year, so they're probably going to try to flip Syndergaard to win next year. Is there a player we're not thinking of at third base in the it outfield, the starting be, pitcher? It wouldn't be Bumgarner. Because Bumgarner, you don't trade Sixto for one no. year of Bumgarner. That would be... It makes a, no a, sense. Too, too bad allocation of a Sixto Sanchez trade would be one real Muto. I two don't, years of a catcher. Two years of a catcher, and listen, he may be great. He's going to be a first baseman in three years. It's completely pointless. Or guy on a one-year deal like Madison Bumgarner. Yeah. You, you should not have to give up Sixer Sanchez to Who get Madison Bumgarner. Who is Clintac going after that we're not, we're not thinking of? A young, maybe a young starting pitcher that, like you said, Syndergaard. Controllable asset. Yeah, a guy that's around three or four years. You can't trade Sixto for just a year or two. That, that's silly. You, yeah, you are trading Sixto for a win-now move. That's the only way you're moving Sixto. Is there any way... That they call the Angels and put them in a, in a Mike Trout offer. But I just don't... We've talked about this. Yeah, they're not going to... It's, it's not going to cost... Sixto's not going to be in a Trout deal. Because Trout's going to control the... the trout has a no-trade clause. They have to find a trade right. that Trout will approve, and they also get a semi-fair return for it, and the Phillies can just say, we don't, we're not going to be used So Sixto. we think the next thing is a signing of the pitcher or a trade? I think the next thing is Jay hap I so, feel like Hap's a Philly. I wonder if they sign Jay hap and still trade for a pitcher. Would you? I hope so. I don't want to go into next year thinking Jay Hap's my number two. I think in a pinch he could do it, but I would much prefer having like a Bumgarner or a more established two, so Hap can kind of settle into a three and and not have the pressure of being a number two well, on a playoff. Well, that adds to team. what I was saying before. This just adds the pitching because I said they're gonna, they have too many players. Like they have Michael, they have Cesar, they have Oduble, they have Nick Williams. Would you go three years just to get uh, Jay Hap here? Hmm. He's thirty six. I don't. I don't think so. I. I like it might take it. Apparently, he only has two year two years off two year offers out there, which but makes they, sense. He's he's thirty six. Right. But if they sign Hap and trade for a pitcher, Jack again, they have too many players. At some point, at some point, Matt Clendenek's going to use the on the field assets he has right now. Forget the prospects to trade for somebody else. Like if you add Jay Hap, who goes from the rotation? Who do you want out? Eflin or Velasquez? Uh, well, I think Eflin's going to be put in a different deal. Like, so, what about, you, so you agree with me? They're, he's going to trade some of the players that we watched right, last right. year. Right, right. So maybe does does Eflin, Sixto, and Nick Williams get you Corey Kluber? Eflin, Sixto, and Corey. I think it does. I think it does, too. I mean, Corey Kluber is a guy who you put behind Aaron Nola or you put with Aaron Nola. That's the best one-two punch in baseball. Well, Scherzer and Corbin. It's close. And Strasburg. It's, it's close. It's, I actually think Nola Kluber's better. Nola Kluber. I mean, just we're, I if we're talking two-seam fastballs. Yeah. I think it's better than uh, Scherzer Strasburg. I think, I think it is. I mean, Kluber's still a top-ten pitcher in baseball. Nola became that last year. But again, the, the thing just, with there's that— There's just no trade I can see for a young, controllable asset. Like, that you would want to give Jose up— Jose Barrios? Yeah. Jose Barrios? From the Twins? I, I just wonder what he's thinking. I, I, look, I, I think the Phillies have done a good job so far. They haven't they haven't given up anything that is, is significant. Uh, the only thing they gave up so far, obviously, was um, J.P. Crawford. They haven't signed a guy to a bad deal yet. They're 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 doing a good job, and the the slate is still blank. They could do anything. Clintock's had a really good yeah. start. A really yeah. a really good start. I mean, McCutcheon. It may be a little bit of an overpay, but. But they're not afraid of that. They've overpaid Santana. It doesn't year. matter about an overpay. Yeah. You're right. The OBP is exactly the same as Santana's. Higher average, uh, a more position of need. 
defensively. Um, we'll keep the train moving. And again, I mean, I, I I think the culture is something that's very very important when it comes to when it comes to building a clubhouse. I think I think the Cubs taught us that mm-hmm. there was some there's a lot of they they factored in culture into every single decision they made. The Astros were the same way, and the Red Sox last year. I mean, that team was was tight. Yeah, and the Phillies needed it. I mean, they need they need a leader, and, and I think Reese Hoskins can be the leader of this team for a long time. But McCutcheon helps, and I also think it's going to take some pressure off of whoever they sign, like. With Andrew McCutcheon here, he 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 commands a presence in the clubhouse that it's not all going to be on Machado and Harper to talk after every game. Like, right. McCutcheon will be that guy. Yeah. All right. Close your eyes. All right. How does this sound to you? Do I have to, really have to close my eyes? I don't know. It's up to you. All right. I'm doing it. Second base, Cesar Hernandez. Opening day lineup next year. Okay. Second base, Hernandez, shortstop Segura, right field Harper, first base Hoskins, left field McCutcheon, center field Herrera. Third base, Franco, catcher, Alfaro. Listen, man, I had a tweet. 85 games? I had a tweet in August that said they had the deepest lineup in the NL. I'll just retweet <laughs> that when they do that. Yeah, it's, that it's, actually would be one of the deepest lineups in baseball. It's a good lineup. It's it's It still has high OBP guys um, until you get to the bottom of the lineup. With Alfaro. Um, but the first the first couple guys are, the first five guys are all tough guys to get out. The one thing it doesn't include is Scott Kingery. Right. I mean, I think. I think, I think mm-hmm. he'd play third base pretty quickly over Mike Hell. You heard Gabe yesterday saying he he thinks he's a good play third base. I know. I still I think Michael's gone. I I don't, nothing's really shifted me off of that. I Do you think, think they trade Michael if they don't get Machado? Because mm, then they would have to just slot Kingry there, right? Who else play third base? Well, if they keep on going that Boris route, Mustakis, Mustakis, um, who's basically Lowry. Uh, I like Jed Lowry. Mustakis is basically like a left-handed um, Franco. He's not better than Franco. I know he's Franco and him are the same player. Yeah, the same guy. I don't, I, I don't get the Mustakis thing at all. Um, another guy that's been floated around, and uh, I just want to, I know, I just want to address this one because again, Trevor Bauer seems to be another guy that people want to yep. bring here. You're not putting Sixto Sanchez in a Trevor Bauer deal. He has, no. he has, he has mentioned many times that he only wants to sign one-year deals and he wants to hop around and pitch on a bunch of different teams. So he has what two years left for free agency? Yeah. So two years of arbitration. He's 27. Obviously, he's amazing. But but for me, Trevor Bauer is a guy that puts you over the top rather than as a guy to build around for a long time. Yeah, he also worries me with the way he throws and his mechanics. He, he reminds me of Tim Lincecum. Who, Come on, it's driveline, bro. And look, Tim Lincecum, <laughs> I loved him. He was great. And then all of a sudden, one day, Tim Lincecum woke up and he had a bad hip and he couldn't pitch anymore. So I could see Trevor Bauer being pretty similar. Uh, is Thor going to be a Yankee? Listen, if you the New York sports radio will just implode. Melt. If the Mets trade their most talented pitcher to the Yankees. So I'm rooting for it to happen. All right. Sounds good, Joe. Uh, quick emergency podcast. Cast. Thanks for joining the High Ups podcast in a pinch. Um, listen, it was an emergency podcast. We're both very happy with the Andrew McCutcheon deal. And uh, we'll be back as soon as possible with maybe another podcast. Maybe tonight. Maybe Reese Hoskins is breaking some news. And I'll have to do a solo pod at midnight. I don't care. I'm I'll rooting do, for it. I'll do as many solo pods as I have to. Because this is all I care about.